I've been a meteorologist uh, for 42 years. And this summer has been unusually hot. Many parts of the country, the east, the south, and the Midwest have been very hot. There's been extreme flooding in uh, Kentucky. That's unusual. National Weather Service meteorologist Les Collin in Boise, Idaho, confirming what many across the country have experienced, a lot of heat and other anomalies this summer. This volatile weather is especially difficult for farmers, working to get to the finish line with this season's crops. We're going to hear from several regions of the U.S. to find out how that process is going. Welcome to Redox Grows, an in-depth look at issues affecting agriculture. I'm your host, Jim Morris, with Redox Bionutrients in Burley, Idaho. Late summer means rising temperatures and the last push by many farmers to have a successful harvest. Redox has more than a dozen agronomists working with growers across the country to help ensure success. I'm visiting remotely with Justin Rose, Bill Schwer, and Kurt Holzwert, Redox agronomist working in California, the nation's top agricultural producer. And Justin, let's start with you. Let's start with your perspective on what you're seeing in the field in the Central Valley right now. What a lot of my growers are experiencing right now are some increasing heats and temperatures. So we're looking at temperatures around 100 to 108 here in the Central Valley, depending on where you're at. A lot of guys are trying to help mitigate that heat stress, help with stomatic conductance and, you know, controlling that, keeping the flow of the plant, keeping it strong through these tough times, finishing out for almonds, finishing out for pistachios. Still, we're in the heat of harvesting table grapes, so mitigating the heat stress there. And then a lot of sizing is taking place right now in citrus. So concentrating on on all those aspects. What are some of the products, Justin, that help in these areas? One of our number one go-tos right now is die cap. For example, spoke with a rep today and we're gonna be putting about four pounds of die cap to the acre through the drip irrigation on some satsuma citrus, little mandarins. And we'll be doing that now this week and then following up in another three weeks. A couple of reasons we're doing that. One, to help mitigate the heat stress, the extra carbon compounds that are in DICAP help with that. Creates antioxidant production, alleviating the plants of many stress, heat being one of them. And then two, it's a it's our, our bigger potassium, heavier load potassium products. So to help those citrus and you know size up and get them ready for harvest. Court, you work with growers in another highly productive farm region in California, including Salinas, Monterey area. It isn't lost on me that the drought has been very tough on agriculture in California. Is that playing into some of the issues that you're seeing? What are some of your observations as we've reached late summer? That's absolutely correct. It's played just absolutely tremendously for the negative effects of some of the crops. What we're noticing is high salts in the soil right now. Uh, we're also noticing high salts in the groundwater coming in, uh, high bicarbonates. And the reason is typically uh, we get a big rain in the, in the uh, winter, and that typically pushes, helps push down some of the salts, helps kind of dilute some of the uh, underground aquifers and wells uh, to not have as many salts uh, in there as well. And we didn't see that this year. 
This year, we didn't get any rain. We, we are absolutely in a drought uh, in California. And a couple of customers that they're looking for anything right now, uh, some help. I mean, we pray for rain, but we haven't gotten it yet. So we're, we're out there trying to use more calcium and some of our Soil X products to help push those salts down out of the root zone. Let's look at what's happening along the central coast, Oxnard, Santa Maria area. Bill, I think salinity is an issue where you are too, but how are things looking right now in the field and what are some of the areas that you're working on? We're having a a very limited rain. We had rain in December. We really haven't had any rain since the 1st of January. So one of the issues you start to see is that you have an accumulation of salts in the soil from the irrigation water and also from the uh, use of fertigation. So over time, without having those rains to flush the soil, you accumulate salts in the root zones, and that causes stress for the crops. And products that we look at to, to try to alleviate this, uh, products like Penacal, which has calcium as well as a surfactant that helps to open the soils and then helps to move water through the pores in the soil, as well as Soil X, which is a surfactant and, and uh, humic substances as well, to help basically help move those salts out of the root zone so the plant can grow under less stress. Are there other areas that you'll be then considering when we get into fall? Hopefully we'll have some rain in California. But what are some areas, if we look ahead, and some areas that you're working with the growers? Well, we're looking at in crop establishments. So we'll be coming in with a new berry cycle coming in in the fall in October, November. We'll also have uh, crops like celery are being planted in Oxnard now. So we're looking at using products like, uh, to start with, uh, maybe a Pinnacal to help open the soils to add a little calcium, move water through the soil so the plants can start in a less stressed situation. And then also looking at products like RootRx and Rutex that can help uh, stimulate root growth as well as uh, potentially help the plants work through some um, some uh, stresses as they uh, go through transplant and, and early plantings. And we know that we're going to continue to have to deal with salts until we get rain, which will be a few months out. So that'll be something we have to keep in the back of our minds in everything that we're doing currently. And Cord, as you're working with growers, how important is it for you to take a mid to longer term perspective, making sure that that soil is healthy and 2023 crops will be productive as well? What we've noticed actually with some of the uh, customers that are using out with without any redox, they're seeing higher uh, salts in their fields. And what we're noticing just with some customers that are incorporating one or two products, they're actually seeing... Um, a reduced salinity in the in the root zone and the reason is is you're using less product with uh with redox and i'll give you an example uh kts is a is a, a product that we use up here um guys have used uh dicap as an alter as a to alternate with a kts and that's really been something that has been beneficial for for the plant not having so much salts in the root zone and you know looking longevity is 2023 um, if those are long-term crops or if a crop turns from berries to to lettuce, what you're going to see is a better ground for the next guy. And that's really something that we have to be symbiotic and conscious for our ground and how it gets used and how it's passed to the next guy. Because, you know, that's going to be an issue moving forward to where growers who take care of the ground are going to be the ones that uh, get to choose where they where they grow. And Justin, looking at 2023, you have a lot of orchards in your part of the state. What is your advice to growers as they're kind of thinking ahead? They obviously are at harvest. Almonds are at harvest right now. Uh, what is some of the advice in some of the areas that you're working on with an eye toward 2023? 
a big trend that's been going on in the past couple of years is something what you know Bill and Quarter are alluding to is you know mitigating salts. And um, we get a lot of surface water that has a lot of salts coming from the Sacramento River and the Delta. And um, a lot of guys are using groundwater, pulling up a lot of salts, bicarbonates, um, boron. And ways that we're trying to do it in, in combination, depending on the soil type, going in with a humic fulvic combo like H85. Or we're going with a straight fulvic F70 paired with, a, you know, depending on the situation, mainstay calcium or pinnacal. And we're doing salt, you know, winter fall leaching, things like that, you know, starting there post-harvest, September, October, and leading that. You know, guys are irrigating trees now into um, December, and they're starting, you know, irrigations back up at the end of January, it seems. So there's a lot of opportunity to, one, put salts on your crop, and two, to help mitigate the salts that we are putting. It's inevitable. Um, It's something, it's a, a new reality that many growers, I'd say majority of the growers are dealing with. And some of the best strategies we found to help mitigate that issue is what I just described. Um, so Jim, more or less, that's what I, that's what I recommend. Go in there with some heavy calcium products and mainstay a Pinnacal and following it up with F70 or H85. Next, we head to the Pacific Northwest, where my coworker Sam Christ visited with our agronomist in Washington. I'm Jasmine Baird, a redox agronomist. Some of the key things happening here in the Pacific Northwest, specifically with permanent crops, is we're getting ready for harvest. We've wrapped up cherry harvest. Um, a few early apple varieties have started, and then hops and grapes will be soon to follow. So as we get closer to harvest, some of the key things we are looking for right now is, of course, just fi- finishing out that crop strong with good color and good bricks. And so DICAP is a really good tool we have to help increase both those things as well as help um, any crop get through some of the summer heat we are experiencing. So as we approach fall um, and post-harvest, we really like to encourage growers to do a post-harvest application Um, especially at that fall root flush to really just help push those roots and to help set up that crop so that it'll come out stronger in the spring next year. My name is Jeff Yoder. I'm an agronomist for Redox Bionutrients. I work in the Pacific Northwest and I focus mainly on row crops. Right now up in the PNW, we're in the tail end of the season. We're starting into late summer, early fall. A lot of crops are finishing up. We've started harvest on quite a few crops, but we still have a few crops that are hanging on and we're really focusing on bulking those crops, whether it's bulking potatoes or filling seed and seed crops. So we're transitioning our strategies away from more calcium based strong cell walls into potassium emphasized or potassium heavy programs so we can really transition into bulking and help finish these crops. We've had a very interesting year with a cool spring and it took a while to get our heat units but now things are looking pretty good and we're just focusing on finishing crops in the heat and trying to get these crops in the barn. As we transition farther into the fall uh, it's important to remember potassium helps finish these crops, bulk things up, and some of our perennial crops, it's time to start thinking about strategies to build carbohydrates and help those crops overwinter, like our alfalfa crops. Um, 
I like focusing a little bit of potassium in our program late in the season, help build some energy, get some micros in there, build carbohydrates to put in that crown to help that crop overwinter and come back in the spring. Um, it's also a great program to do on our fall planted crops as we're planting seed to seed crops, uh, garlic seed, carrot seed, onion seed. We're putting those in the ground here in the early fall, um, focusing on a really strong soluble phosphorus program to get those crops off to the best start possible so that they have a good foundation underneath them to overwinter and come out of the ground strong in the spring. Turning our attention now to the Carolinas, joining me remotely is John Rouse, Redox agronomist. John, what are you seeing in the fields and hearing from farmers right now? Jim, right now uh, we're at a point where corn is pretty much mature. Uh, we're looking at a uh, variance in yields quite a bit due to where the rainfall hit. As far as soybeans, early maturing soybeans like group fours and fives, it'd be an ideal time for them to hit it with some die cap, which would help with abiotic stress and really help that uh, that bean uh, develop and uh, you know for a good quality yield. If you got uh, later maturing soybeans like sixes and sevens, you could put a pine a pine a main CSI on at an R three stage. And in trials, I know Big Seed had a trial that showed like a full bushel increase. Uh, so you're talking about uh, sixty dollar uh, return on investment for oil for an investment of eight bucks, less than eight bucks. Going into peanuts, we've got yields where at 324 ounce uh, applications of mainstay SI, we've showed 600 pound increase in peanuts. It'll help with stem strength. It also helped with, uh, you know, the coloring of that shell. Once again, the mainstay SI, you know, helps with just about everything you put it on. Uh, another indication of that is with cotton. Uh, we're getting to the point, you know, we're a little past bloom, but even that, uh, you know, a pine at bloom or a little after uh, has showed up to 12% increase in yields of lint cotton. Once again, that's at a cost of less than eight bucks. Real good in return on investment. Yeah, it's great. Uh, that's a major boost, particularly in a year like this when there are a lot of hurdles for growers, including higher cost. So when you look ahead at some of the other crops that you work with growers on, uh, what might growers be able to do to ensure productive yields down the road? One thing that comes to mind is with blueberries, you know, uh, a lot of times uh, you get out of something uh, what you put in it. Uh, this fall would be a good good time to put some banks out, which that helps with carbohydrate storage. It gives you a good start to the early season of the next year. Helps with uh, bud differentiation and, and, you know, really quality and yield uh, for, you know, this upcoming year. How has summer been generally in your region? We've had spots that's got adequate rain. We've had spots that have, you know, have long periods of drought. It's kind of all over the board, just depending on what, you know, area you live in. Uh, as a, I guess if you had to get an average of all crops, probably I'd say a good year. Uh, not excellent, not horrible, but I'd say a good year would be a good term to use as far as if you looked at overall yields and or potential yields. Well, considering all the variables in agriculture, I suspect a lot will take a good year. Thanks so much, John.
There's always a lot to do in farm fields and orchards, and this season is no exception. The good news is that all of the hard work will soon pay off at harvest time. In the future, we will keep you posted on harvest, and we'll also look at some of the things growers can do to ensure next year's crops are abundant and of premium quality. For now, that wraps up this episode. Thank you to Redox agronomist Justin Rose, Court Holswart, Bill Schwar, Jasmine Baird, Jeff Yoder, and John Rouse. I also wanted to thank our great communications team here at Redox and their continual help with this and many projects. Thank you to Sam Christ, Curtis Richens, and Curtis Collins. You can find out more at RedoxGrows.com. Please spread the word on our podcast, on our products, and all of our social media content. Thanks for listening. 